Who in your life knows you the best? Is it a closest friend, a spouse, or a parent that came to mind? Elder Phillips said we are not cosmic orphans. So what does that mean? And how do we lean into the confidence that God knows and loves us as a perfect parent? Hi, and welcome to Magnify. We are a podcast that helps keep general conference top of mind without adding to your to-do list. I'm your host, Katherine Davis, a mom, a seminary teacher, and a big football fan who loves God. And I am so excited to learn and be inspired with you. We know life is busy, and we are here to lighten the load by bringing you weekly spiritual reminders that will leave you feeling a little bit better than before. Our contributor, Reina Alberto, is here to share three of her spiritual insights from Elder Alan T. Phillips' general conference address, God Knows and Loves You. Reina, I'm so excited that you are here with us. Well, thank you for inviting me. I think it's going to be a great discussion. But before we get into discussing this talk, I just want to ask you, what is one project that you are working on right now that you are really excited about? Well, I think that... One of the things that I'm really trying to do right now is to spend more time with my family. And I recently went to Arizona to visit my son and his grandchildren. So my heart is still filled with that love and that uh, that feeling, you know, of being with my family there. I'm doing all kinds of things. I'm working more more time, you know, in my profession, and that's always exciting. And uh, I'm always looking forward to to do more in that respect. I hear you. And I think you probably being released, you thought, oh, I have all this time yes. <laughs> now to spend with my family. And yes, you know, and sometimes that's not how things work out. No, that's the thing that uh, right before I was released, I knew exactly when I, my release was going to be effective. And I was thinking, OK, I'm going to have more time. I'm going to be able to do this and that. One of the things that I really wanted to do was to declutter my house. <laughs> And I got to start on that project, but somehow I haven't been able to finish, even though it's been more than a year since I was released. And I wanted to spend more time with my family. I wanted to take better care of myself. Uh, but the thing is that pretty soon my plate was full again, and, and I started doing other things and getting invitations for different events. And like I said, in, in my professional work also, we have been very busy. I have a... a a translation business with my husband and we work together and we have been very busy lately, which is a blessing. But at the same time, you have to juggle everything, everything in your life. Well, maybe your life has led to some of these takeaways that you had from Elder Phillips conference talk, God knows and loves you. Yes. And I loved your three takeaways. So let's start with the first one. And you said your first spiritual aha was that God loves me more than I will ever know. This is such a beautiful and tender thought. Can you tell me more about it? Well, the thing is that when I started listening to um, to General Conference, you know, before that, that weekend, I actually had this prayer in my heart. And I was praying to Heavenly Father to please let me know what changes I needed to make in my life to simplify it and to focus more on the important things. And then when, when Elder Phillips, he was talking about his son. Probably you remember the story that they left his son in a, in a gas station or a service station. 
And they didn't realize until they were like half an hour away. And those, so for them to come back, it was almost like an hour or so when they came back and, and to find him. And they were so afraid, so, so scared. But then Elder Philip said something that really touched my heart because he said, referring to his son, he said, he is mine. He is my son. And I love him more than he will ever know. At that moment, my heart was filled with this assurance. And I almost, I felt like it was almost like Heavenly Father was talking to me. That he was telling me, you are my daughter and I love you more than you will ever know. I think that one of the, the, the mistakes that I was making in, in those weeks previous to, to General Conference is that I wanted to do things by myself, you know, my way. And I sometimes probably I forgot to, to come to my Heavenly Father and to ask for direction to know exactly what things I needed to focus my energy on and what things I could let go of. So for me, that was a tender, simple reassurance. You know, it was very simple, but very powerful. Well, I think that simple reassurance is maybe why this talk resonated with so many people. Yes. Maybe so many people needed to hear that. And we hear that all the time, but sometimes we don't feel it because the greatest distance I think on earth is the distance (laughs) between the head and the heart. I I agree. (laughs) So how can we get that from our head to our heart? Well, I think that I I honestly believe that what we need to do is to, to take time to ponder. You know, to ponder and to also communicate with our Heavenly Father. You know, what I try to do uh, in my daily life is that I, I started the day with a prayer and I end the day with another prayer. But I really try to have a prayer in my heart the whole day. Uh, and I really hmm. try to, to get closer to my Heavenly Father. But sometimes, you know, we get busy and we forget. We forget and, and we go back to what do I need to do? What should I do? How do I do this? <laughs> How do I solve this problem when, when we really can't stop and ask Heavenly Father for help right there? Well, Raina, that's what I think is so powerful about this thought that you had is that you went into conference wondering what you could do, mm-hmm. what more you could do. Mm-hmm. And then the message that you received was that I love you more than you will ever know. Yes. Why was this message so important for you to hear and for us all to hear? Why is that so important? I, I don't know. It was a very sweet reminder that Heavenly Father loves me <laughs> with a perfect love. And that, uh, that I just need to trust that if I, if I look for his guidance, if I turn to him, he will provide a way. Oh. It's so simple. And, and like you said, we hear it all the time. But it made such a big difference for me. Uh, it just touched my heart in a different way. And I have, I, have, I have tried to remember how I felt when I heard those words. Because like I said, I was feeling like my Heavenly Father was telling me how much He loves me. And that I will probably never know how much He loves me. Because His love is, is beyond anything that I could feel in this life. So you said that you had plans to declutter your life a little bit more? <laughs> Yes. How has this reminder helped you do that? Well, I think that it has helped me to focus every day on the important things and not to try to do too much, but just to focus on what is more important, what is more important at the moment, you know, and and to try to minister to other people in simple ways during the day and let, and to let go of other things. 
Because like my project of decluttering my house, like I said, I'm in the middle of it and it's kind of uh, stagnant a little bit, but I I'm just have realized that I can just spend maybe 15 minutes a week and then it will keep moving, but I don't have to worry about it. You know, I can just let it go if it's, if, if I have other important things to do. So do you think turning to Heavenly Father has helped you to know what to put your energy into and what to let go of? Yes, I think so. I have tried to do that better since that, since that weekend. And I think this is a constant process that we need to go into, you know, um, just to, to try to, to know what our priorities are at the moment and they can vary, you know, in the, in, at the, in the morning, we may have an idea of how our day is going to be, but then it may change yeah. and that is okay. Because we, if we are focusing our energy in the things that are important, then everything else will fall into place. And, and we don't need to be so stressed out about finishing everything that we wanted to finish. Well, I think that's why that message resonated so much with me as well. Is just sometimes I have that list of everything that I need to do, or I go into conference thinking, what more can I do? What more can I do? And the most important message for you was hearing Heavenly Father say, I love you more than you will ever know. Yes. <laughs> so can we stop and listen and ask him for that message? Yes. That that's the most important message. Yes. To know that he loves us is important. It's the most important, right? Yes. And it was the most important, I think, for Moses and for every prophet where they saw God face to face and he kept saying, Moses, my son, I have a work for thee to do. Moses, my son, Moses, my son, mm-hmm. Moses, my son. Yes. And, and Satan immediately comes in and tempts him by trying to take away that divine identity. Mm-hmm. That that's the first thing he does. And yes. so to be able to be reminded of our divine identity is the most important. I think so. Yes. Raina, you said your, your second spiritual insight is Christ is the refuge from my storms. Can you tell me a little bit about how this message was important for you to hear or why this message was important for you to hear? Well, because uh, in his message, Elder Phillips also to- uh, told us that we, don't, we do not have to do this alone. We don't have to live this life alone. And he also said that through the atonement of Christ and in his ordinances, we can be joked. And bound to him. And he said he will provide, lovingly provide the strength and healing that we need to face the journey ahead. And he is the refuge from our storms still. I think that we all have storms in our lives. You know, some, some of them may be short and, and maybe not too serious, and some others are longer and things that really affect our lives for many years. And even, you know, watching the news, you, we can feel that we are in the middle of a storm because there are so many horrible things happening in the world. But I think it's important to remember that the Savior can be a refuge, that he is our refuge. And that if we turn to him and if we try to receive that power that comes from him through his atonement and because of the covenants that we have made with Heavenly Father and through him, then we can receive the power to face any storm that comes to our life. Sometimes the storm will still, will still rage and uh, it will still be there in our life, but we can look at it differently because of the Savior. And I think that that was a reminder that I needed to hear. Well, it reminded me of that quote from Camilla Johnson, where she said, brothers and sisters, I can't go at it alone and I don't need to, and I won't. 
choosing to be bound to my Savior, Jesus Christ, through the covenants I have made with God. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And you mentioned that about our covenants that bind us or tether us to him. So what does that effort look like for you to keep your covenants? Well, I really love the emphasis that lately we have heard, we have seen from our prophet and, uh, you know, the apostles and all the general leaders of the church to try to help us understand what uh, to have a a covenant relationship with Heavenly Father and with the Savior is. And I just love to think about that, to think that because I have made a covenant, you know, I'm bound to them. I have made promises to them, but they have also made promises to me. Sometimes when we think about covenants, we think that like if there's only one way, you know, I'm I'm making these promises. But the truth is that they are two-way, two-way promises, because we also receive promises. And once we have been, we have made that those covenants, once we have entered into that relationship, um, President Nelson has actually explained this in in a beautiful way. Uh, he said that uh, once we have, you and I have made a covenant with God, our relationship with him becomes much closer than before our covenant. And that is such a beautiful thing to think about. He said, now we are bound together because of our covenant with God. He will never tire in his efforts to help us. Isn't that beautiful to think about that? And he said also that he, he will never exhaust his merciful patience with us. Each of us has a special place in God's heart and he has high hopes for us. So when I think about this, it gives me strength and, and, and it gives me hope that even though I'm, you know, in a moral state and I have my limitations and uh, there are things that I cannot do. If I turn to my heavenly father, if I remember my covenants and if I try to, to keep them, the best I can, because nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes, make mistakes. But if we just try, keep those covenants, then we are bound to our Heavenly Father in a different way, in a closer way, and a more powerful way. It helps me. It helps me through my days. Well, and I think that is a, such an important idea because sometimes I think we have to, we think we have to go through it alone. Yes. And that we're just going to work through it and we're just going to do it. But this idea that we are bound to him, that we don't have to go through it alone. Why do you think we often think that we have to do it alone? I don't know. I think we have this tendency to look inward (laughs) and to just think that we are the, the center of the world, which in a way we are, but we are not really. We depend on God. If we turn to him, he can give us the strength and the, and the power. But we tend to try to do things by ourselves. You know, we tend to, we, we, sometimes I think we abuse the, the, the concept of being self-sufficient or self-reliant. I think that sometimes we think that that means that we have to do everything ourselves when in reality it's not. It, it actually means that we can do everything through Christ and with the help of our Heavenly Father, but not alone, not alone. Well, you said we have to remember our covenants. And we have to remember that we don't have to do it alone. So, Raina, what are some things that help you remember the covenant relationship you have with our Heavenly Father? Well, I think that, like, prayer is one of the things that I I need to remind myself that when I'm praying, I'm not just 
you know, giving thanks to Heavenly Father or asking him for blessings, but I'm also getting closer to him. And that uh, every time I pray, I can I can get to know him better. I can feel of his love more. And, and that can give me a different perspective of how my day is going to be after I offered our prayer in the morning. Just to remember that I, I depend on him and that I, I need his help for everything. But also I think that um, partaking of the sacrament is a very important way to remembering the covenants that we have made, to renew those covenants, to make to renew that promise, to make that promise again, and to receive a, a beautiful promise. Partaking of the sacrament is such a great opportunity that we get to have every week, every week, every Sabbath. Uh, and it's just such a beautiful gift that, that we have and such a beautiful opportunity to remember that uh, that we are not alone in this world, that, that we have that divine help if we turn to it. And I think one way we can really remember that covenant relationship, and it's a beautiful promise, is is the garment, is the temple garment. Yes. And that yes. is why we wear our temple garment. Yes, I love that. Thank you for reminding me of that, Catherine. Yeah, the garment is such a tangible reminder uh, that we get to wear yeah. all day, every day. Uh, and just the fact that it's white, you know, it reminds us of purity, mm-hmm. that we need to try to be pure and to try to live up to the expectations that our Heavenly Father has about us um, and about how we need to live our life uh, as disciples of Christ. Like I said, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes, but we can get strength and power from, from those covenants just because through Christ, mm-hmm. we can get that power to do anything that we have to do like this life. Rena, can I share a quote with you that I just heard? And I want to get your thoughts on this. So this was just shared last week by Elder Haney in the BYU devotional. And he said this, he's quoting President Nelson. And he said, I want you to know what the Apostle Paul taught about the veil of the temple. This is recorded in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, starting at verse nine, saying, having boldness to enter into the holiest, think of the celestial room, by the blood of Jesus, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh. And then President Nelson went on to say this, your garment is symbolic of the veil. Mm -hmm. The veil is symbolic of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you put on your garment, you may feel that you are truly putting upon yourself the very sacred symbol of the Lord Jesus Christ, his life, his ministry, and his mission, which was to atone for every daughter and son of God. Yeah, that's such a beautiful image, Catherine. It's so beautiful. Uh, And, you know, nowadays, when we go to the temple and we participate in an endowment session, this beautiful concept is explained to us in a more clear way. It's so wonderful to think that the garment represents the veil in the temple and that that veil and the garment represent Jesus Christ. And like you said, that we can put on us his name and his image and this beautiful symbol. And again, that also has to do with the, with the sacrament promise, you know, the sacrament covenant that we make every week. Because we promise that we are going to take upon ourselves the name of Christ and that we'll remember him always. And we'll try to keep his commandments. And so the garment is so related to that too. Because we are literally putting his name on us and uh, literally are remembering him as we wear our garment. 
And it will also help us to keep his commandments and then to receive that promise for that promise to be a reality in our lives that we are going to have his spirit with us always. And such a powerful reminder, Reina, that Christ is the refuge that we can put on a reminder that he's the refuge and and that we're tied to him, that we're bound to him. I love that thought. Yes, it's beautiful. Thank you for bringing that up because it's so beautiful. So your final reminder is his work is our work. Tell me more about that. Well, the thing is that Elder Phillips also taught in his in his message. He said something um, regarding that religion is not only about our relationship with God, but it is also about our relationship with each other. When he said that, I remember the two great commandments, you know, that it is to love God and to love our neighbor. But then Elder Phillips said, we do not have to look far to find people who are struggling. We can start by helping someone in our own family, congregation, or local community. He said his work is our work. So I felt like this was an invitation to me to slow down in my daily routine and to try to be more sensitive to others around me and to be more aware of them and of their needs. And sometimes just a smile or a hug can make a difference in someone's lives. And, uh, and I think that we can, we can all try to be more aware of the people around us. Um, just two days ago, I, I saw this woman, you know, I've been helping in the Orange Temple open house events. And I saw this woman that she actually came, um, she didn't have plans to come to the temple, to the open house events, but she just drove by and, and she came in. And then we talked for a little while and then she said, I needed to be here. <laughs> I needed to, to listen to this. And, and so just by me spending a couple of minutes with her made a big difference because of the beautiful things that we talked about. And she's going through a very hard time in her life. And uh, we, we don't really need to go, you know, too far. There is people around us that live just a little, a little way to know that, that they are loved by God. So, Raina, how have you seen the Lord's work also be your work? Well, I think that everything that we do, and, and we make covenants about uh, about this in the temple, Catherine. We, we, we actually covenant that we are going to consecrate our life to build the kingdom of God. And I do believe that that happens in, in all aspects of our life, that covers all aspects of our life. Uh, sometimes we think that it only applies to our co- to our callings or when we are doing things directly related to the church. But I think the whole life can be an opportunity for us to build the kingdom of God and to actually do the work of Christ, which is to bring people to him. I think that every time we invite someone to come to Christ, we are doing his work. We are, we are uh, gathering Israel by bringing people to him. Every time we we try to be kind to someone and they can perceive the light that we are trying to reflect, the light that comes from Jesus Christ and from our covenants, then they will know and they will have the desire to come to him. I think that his work is is simple and is we can find it everywhere, everywhere we go, all day long. Well, I, and I love when Elder Phillips said, our journey to God is often found together. I yes. think so often, especially with the youth and the YSA, they want so desperately to make a difference in the world. And I've been thinking so much about this. And I 
think about, you know, I'd just ask you, when was the last time you had an interaction with somebody who was different than you? With somebody who was maybe a different from a different race or culture or background or whatever that is? When was the last time you had a meaningful interaction with someone? And most likely it had to do with a church calling or a church activity mm-hmm. or some avenue of in the church. And I just think that our best chance to change the world is to tie ourselves with the church, that it's together. It's making our way to God together. Yes. And, and I think our best chance of making a difference is in this community and in this church and in this gospel. Yes. I think that belonging to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints gives us so many opportunities to do that. I mean, we have them every time we meet, every Sunday, or if we have other things going on during the week. We have opportunities to, to, to find someone who needs, who needs to know that they are loved, that they are loved by God. And, and we can find them everywhere, like Elder Philip said. We don't have to go too far. But it is, it, the, the church gives us so many opportunities to do that. I agree. I agree totally. Well, it's back to your first takeaway, your first reminder that God loves you more than you can ever know. So, Raina, how can you share that message? How are you going to share that message that God loves us more than we can ever know? I think that, you know, every time I have an opportunity to, to try to comfort someone, I can just give them a hug and say, God loves you. He loves you. He knows you. He is aware of you. He knows the desires of your heart. Uh, but you saying God loves you, I think that people can feel that. And I have had that, those opportunities, you know, to, to, to help people feel that love, but also other people do it to me. <laughs> a sister came to visit me just a few days ago and, and she, we, we had a brief conversation and, and at the end when she was saying goodbye, she, she gave me a hug and she said, I know that you you have gone through hard things in, in your life, but I know that God loves you. And and we were just in tears after we we hugged, and and she made me feel loved just by telling me that. So we we can all do it all the time, and, and I, I'm so grateful when other people also do it to me. Can you think of an example where you've been able to share that message that you felt with someone else? The thing is that right now I'm attending a Spanish ward. You find people in there who just arrived to the country just days before. So just a few a few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to talk to someone who, who just came from Venezuela just recently. And, and they were telling me, you know, some of the things that happened as they were traveling. And just to be able to tell them, I know it has been hard. But I'm sure that you felt the hand of God uh, during your journey and uh, that you now are able to feel his love. And, and they were, they, they were, they agreed with me. They said, yes, we felt his, his hand all along. And now we just want to start a new life and to try to be better disciples of Christ. And that was such a beautiful, a beautiful moment, you know, just to be able to tell someone, you are, you are not alone. You have this community of saints. You have God, you have a savior, and, um, and we'll do this together. And, and just to be able to hug and, and to, and to tell them that it is beautiful. It doesn't have to be that complicated. We can do it in simple ways. 
And I think that's the beauty and simplicity of this talk. Yes. Is to feel of God's love and to share God's love in simple ways. Yes, I agree. We can do it. You know, when we see someone that we don't even know, uh, we can do it with a, even with a smile. Raina, we like to end every episode with a small and simple challenge, something that we can do throughout the week. So what is your small and simple challenge from our discussion today that we can apply this week? I would just want to tell um, the people who are listening that if you are feeling overwhelmed by your daily routine and many occupations and all the things that we have to do, please turn, turn to Heavenly Father for help. Turn to Jesus Christ for strength and turn to the Holy Ghost for guidance. They will give you the direction that you need every day. And also try to to help someone in simple ways, just simple things. Like I said, just a greeting, a smile, a simple word um, can make a big difference in, in other people. That's so important. And I am anxious to hear how people can share the message that God loves them. In what simple ways can people share that message? Thank you so much, Raina. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for being here and listening to the Magnify podcast. The conversation doesn't stop here. So head on over to our Instagram at Magnify Community to find more insights from Raina, as well as community discussions from this week's topic. We'd love to hear from you.